it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. I am your host, Matt Hersma. If you're tuning in, you obviously know that. But if it's your first time, welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast. We've done a few hundreds episodes now, and this started off as just kind of a hobby, something to do during the COVID shutdown, the lockdown, and I was sitting at home all this time. And here we are uh, a few hundred episodes in, and the podcast has evolved. Uh, I know the background looks different for those of you watching on YouTube today, I, I try, I'm trying out my, my living room again, uh, this comfortable couch, got my little baseball, uh, old school photos behind me. Um, just trying something new. When I first moved into this place, I thought I'd be able to set up here in the living room and, uh, make it work. I, I tried a few, I did a few Christmas episodes, uh, but then I was just doing it at the kitchen table with, uh, uh, kind of the Get Home Safe podcast uh, logo behind me, but I'm trying something different, something new. I thought I'd give you guys a, a look at the couch here that I, I sit at so often, and uh, I, I think it is a, a little more comfortable than those chairs that I uh, sit in at the kitchen table. Anyway, also doing a, a just our computer screen camera, not doing the wide version, widescreen. I'm, I'm not as close up as I normally am. This took like an hour of setup. I came in here to try something new. It's Monday afternoon. And I was just trying to like, all right, how quick can we do this? And I want to try anyway. One thing led to another. You guys know, you guys know how, how me and technology and just it's never easy. It's never easy. So anyway, I'm not complaining. Uh, I had a good weekend. I uh, will recap that. But first, uh, I must speak to the tragedies uh, going on around uh, our country. Um, uh, awful mass uh, shooting in Buffalo, New York, and then another targeted um, attack in a in right, right here close to home in, in Southern California, in Orange County, Laguna Woods, to be exact, attacking a, a church uh, while people were there worshiping. Uh, in Buffalo, as I mentioned, uh, they were people were attacked while uh, going to the grocery store. And, and just it, it makes you so sad and so angry that this type of stuff goes on on somebody who's clearly not well. Uh, in the head and someone that uh, was trying to kill as many people as possible and, and, and targeted different uh, targeted races, of course, and then targeted uh, a, a religious uh, people, obviously in a church. So there's, there's more that needs to be, I guess, let out to the public and inve- investigation and going ongoing, of course. So I don't want to comment too much on it just from the standpoint of, of anger and, um, and just sadness. I, I just, I feel for everyone that um, not only is going through this, but somebody, people who know people who've gone through this, it's just, this is such a life-changing event and, and people lost their lives. I mean, they went to the grocery store, just like all of us do and uh, didn't come home. And and for the people that survived the ordeal, I, I just can't imagine the terror and the chaos and the, just the absolute, um, just being scared for your life and, and running to safety and uh, it's just horrible that stuff like this still goes on uh, in our country. And, and of course, it's going to be politicized. It already has. And uh, it, it sickens me when I hear that type of stuff. I know I talk about 
you know, a gun rides here on the podcast and, and the ability to protect yourself. And, you know, there's, I, I get very, uh, I, I joke around also with just some of the current events going on and just give my two cents. But when something like this happens, I mean, you just stop and, and really, um, you really just look within, right. Not just, um, to, to your everyday actions, but to those around you. And, and, you know, do, do you, you got to go to the grocery store now, like looking around just to, to make sure it, it's safe. I mean, you go into people can't worship, uh, w- without potential harm happening to them. And I think there's there, the, the bad people in this world, they, they want us to live in fear. They want us to live in fear, going to the grocery store, going to church. Um, and it's up to us to not let that let that overtake us. Uh, fear not, right? So many times God said, uh, or the, the, the words have been said in the Bible. And, um, you know, I, I've always, this has always been something that's been on my mind. I'm out in the public a lot. Um, you know, I, I drive for FedEx, I drive for uh, Uber and Lyft, and um, I, I like going to sporting events. I like going to things. So it's always been something that's on my mind. But um, if we live in fear, we've also seen the past two years, so many people living in fear. And what that has done to us mentally and just as a society, I don't, I don't think that's a good place to be. And I'm not going to sit here and start preaching about guns and uh, that it's not the time, but um, there are people that will politicize this stuff. And it does truly, uh, truly sicken me when uh, it, it, it's not, um, it's not the responsible people in this uh, country who are committing heinous crimes. It's criminals who commit crimes. And personally, uh, the one thing I'll say about this is we have to get back to putting criminals in prison and keeping them there. This whole catch and release thing, this zero bail, the, whatever the reason, especially here in California, whatever the reasons for these things starting up, uh, th- they've been bad ideas. OK, we've seen more crime, more murders. Uh, it's not working, guys. So I'm sorry. Um, bad people need to be locked up. Some bad people need to be executed. All right, we can't just keep saying, well, it's okay, go back out into the public. I don't know anything about these two monsters, these animals, or I think there was a shooting in Houston too. So three, I won't call them people because they're not. I don't know their background, if they had crimes before, if there was uh, repeated history here. Obviously, people who commit murder, they're generally not let out, but I, you know, you never know. Here in California, everything seems to be okay and just, oh, give them another chance. Okay, I'm sure we all know people who have screwed up and had to go to prison or, you know, um, had to, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone who's been on death row or anything like that, but we have to, if we don't have, if we have law, if we don't enforce laws, if we don't hold people accountable for committing, committing crimes, we're going to see lawlessness. We're going to see just atrocities. And I'm not saying that the reasons these shootings happen is because people were just let out of prison and, you know, Oh, it was to, uh, you know, clear space. I don't know, build more jails. I put, there's some jobs, put people to work. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are, but what we're doing now isn't working. So let's, can we, can we get to, can we get back to just basics? How about basic? Let's get back to basis, basis, get back to basics. Try that again. Uh, you mess up, you suffer a consequence. You mess up again. The consequence is bigger. I was raised by Dave Hersma. I, I learned consequences, uh, bad actions had consequences and not to make too many mistakes twice because once was like, okay, lesson learned. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that from, from him. Uh, the, uh, the tough love, we'll say, and the discipline 
started early on, but there's plenty of people in this world who are just like, oh, okay, whatever, big deal. Or it's not disciplined enough. So I don't want to do the whole podcast on this stuff, but uh, thoughts and prayers to people in Buffalo, Laguna Woods, I believe Houston too. And uh, and there's people that'll make a mockery of that. Oh, people don't need your, your prayers. They need guns off the streets. They need. It's like, okay, what, what laws that would have been enforced. What, what we don't enforce laws anyway here in the country. So as I mentioned, but what laws would have prevented uh, these atrocities? So last time I checked murder is illegal and that law was broken repeatedly. So just an example, again, I, I, I already said more than I, I should and, and gave my two cents politically anyway. So I'm going to step, step back, step back. Let's talk about some uh, more exciting and, uh, and cheerful things, but definitely uh, thoughts and prayers, guys. I don't know what the answers are. I think we need more God. We need more uh, uh, family values. We need um, we just we need the old the old school America. I think. I, I call me crazy. I'm not saying all the bad stuff. There's been plenty, but there's been a heck of a lot of good, and we've kind of lost our way as a society. And uh, we definitely need to uh, get back on track. Okay. All right. Now that we've said that. Um, and we'll, and we'll see more as uh, we'll find out more as time goes, goes on here uh, and just everyone stay safe out there. Get home safe. Right. Is the name of the podcast, but seriously um, you, you never know what's going on uh, uh, around us now. So keep, keep your eyes peeled and, uh, and, and maybe a little kindness too, to some people, you know, there's people out there who, who don't have friends and especially being locked up the past year, two years um, in, in COVID lockdowns, shutdowns. And, you know, it's, it's definitely affected a lot of people. I mean, I'm not the most outgoing guy, but hey, you know, maybe say hello to someone, uh, you know, walking, walking the street, say how you doing and, and actually mean it. You know, I don't, I don't know. I try, I've been more vocal. It's, it's not my comfort zone to talk to people. Um, but I've, it's something I've worked on because I do want to uh, improve upon that and just be, it's, it's good for me too. It's good for me to kind of, as I am again, out in the public and, and seeing so many different people, I, I do see that, man, there's, you know, we're, we're different, but, but man, we're the, we're all the same. We're all one. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's uh, move on. But anyway, happy birthday to two of my favorite people on the planet, Sam Hersema, my brother, and my very good friend, Todd Carson. Both share a birthday on May 15th, which was this Sunday. Uh, my brother turned 34, which is crazy. My, my, I'm 37, so my dad has uh, 71 years uh, of, of age between the two of, of his sons. So uh, yes, Sam, you're, you're in the mid thirties. Now I, I, I officially, it's the mid thirties, not the early thirties anymore. I'm in the late thirties. So it's a scary thought. Um, my good friend, Todd, I believe he is, hmm, let's see, I'm not, I'm not very good at math. Well, we won't say what Todd's age is, but he's still young at heart and one of my best friends on the whole world. And it was good seeing him, uh, briefly, um, last week for, uh, as we got to watch some Kings hockey as he was in town for uh, real Hondo prep softball as he had a niece on the team so that brings me to a few things happy birthday sam and todd seriously hope hope you guys enjoyed it It was good to see my brother over the weekend too we uh we celebrated and uh yeah anytime get to hang with sam is is a good time i uh, he and i see the world very similarly still have brotherly disagreements and arguments but uh all in all i think uh you know (laughs) no one sees the world quite like a hersema man that's that's all i gotta say my my father my brother and i the three of us some would call us lunatics. Others would call them, man, you guys are uh, thoughtful thinker. I don't know. I don't, I'll leave it at that. But anyway, happy birthday to those two guys over the weekend. Um, big news uh, regarding the podcast. 
upcoming. Um, this, our podcast, obviously the get home safe podcast, it's not going anywhere. I do continue to have guests on Fridays. It's just me like today on Tuesdays, current events, my thoughts. Um, last fall, I did a podcast. Uh, one of my, one of my days was committed to real Hondo prep football. My alma mater, very proud of and great tradition there. The small school in uh, California enrollment wise that plays 11 man football and 14 CIF championships. Anyway, I, I had a great time doing that. I've told you guys that I was going to do a real Hondo prep football specific podcast this upcoming season, uh, starting in the summer, just because, you know, some of the things I say on the podcast or, or maybe guests I have who aren't affiliated. I, I just wanted the two, uh, the two concepts to be separate, but equal. Some people want to tune into what I, what I have to say, or my guests on the, on the get home safe podcast. They don't want to hear about real Hondo prep beating Pasadena poly, uh, you know, some t- schools they don't care about. So I just wanted it to have its own platform, its own audience, its own. So, and I, hopefully you guys are a fan of both, right? Hopefully you guys continue to be get home safe podcast fans, but also uh, the big news for the upcoming podcast this summer I'm going to start it probably in June, maybe one episode in June, maybe another one in July. And then in August, we're going to try to go weekly as we build up to the real Hondo football season. And uh, I've already talked with head coach, Mark Carson, just going to be a lot of fun. And I hope you guys will uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. I've already set up a YouTube channel. I've began the process of setting up um, the audio versions of it. Nothing recorded yet, but I have gone on social media and made a page for this brand new podcast upcoming. There's a, there's a Twitter handle. There's a Facebook page, an Instagram page. I would love for you guys to subscribe because that is where info is going to go regarding the uh, upcoming uh, podcast. And the podcast is going to be officially titled A Charge to Keep which those of you affiliated with Rio Hondo Prep will know that is the title of the school's alma mater. It is the song that is sung at the end of every football game, win, win, lose, or draw. And um, it, it's just something that those words recited. I think that the, the team says, says uh, recites the words the night before with team dinner. I think they do it before the game together as well. I'm not sure, but a charge to keep if you're Rio Hondo Prep uh, faithful, from the past, from the present, or the future, uh, I think you know the words to those song that song just from singing it at Rio Games. And uh, so, anyway, Twitter handle. Uh, so I almost did get home safe. Our Twitter handle is a charge. Excuse me, charge to keep. No a, just charge to keep. Or you can look up a charge to keep, and we're on there. Just look on these social media platforms. Just look for the the Rio Hondo football logo. It's a big RH. It says football on the bottom. It's black. Uh, so that is the logo for all of the the podcast. Uh, the social media platforms, it's all set up and ready to go. Same thing on uh, Facebook. Uh, just look up a charge to keep. And I think it's charge to keep podcast is, is kind of the, um, what, what did you even call that? The at, when I say at, and then uh, uh, let me see. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, just look up a charge to keep. And then it's at the charge to keep podcast. Uh, if, if that's what you're uh, dealing with, but it's anything you type in a, a charge to keep, you'll be able to find it. So I'm very excited. This is going to be all real Hondo prep football content throughout the year. There may be some uh, other real Hondo related stuff. Uh, like, uh, you know, when the boys are in the baseball playoffs, the girls are in the softball playoffs. I may go uh, comment and, and do some interviews and things of that nature. So again, this is so that 
All the Real Hondo Prep content is in one place, set separately from the Get Home Safe podcast content. So uh, be sure to check all this out on social media. I would love it if you gave me a like, gave me a follow, um, because that just shows the audience. Uh, on Twitter, I think I already mentioned this, but uh, Charge to Keep is the official handle. And again, just look for that RH uh, football logo. It says, the, let me see, RH it's uh yeah rh so charge to keep is the handle and you'll see a charge to keep as the as the title of the uh, the account and same on instagram just to make sure we are covered here we check every we cover every base we'll say and it's i gotta tell you it's weird having three twitter accounts three instagram accounts now i'm just looking at my every time i'm switching over i'm like man i didn't i didn't used to have any of this stuff now i have three of everything uh for myself the get home safe podcast and now the charge to keep podcast so uh again the handle is uh charge to keep for tw- uh, excuse me instagram and uh, you can also just type in a charge to keep as that is the official title of the instagram account so hope that all made sense uh the plan is to have kind of an interview with coach mark carson oh drop my baseball see uh the plan is to have an interview with coach carson in June, another one in July, and then in August as we build up uh, to the season starting. I already posted the football schedule and everything that starts August 26th, so a lot of great content to uh, to be had there on the Charge to Keep podcast. I'm very excited about it. Can't I, do, I wasn't sure what to do. The Charge to Keep podcast, a charge. I just said, you know what? We're going to call it a Charge to Keep, and, and you can call it the Charge to Keep podcast, Charge to Keep podcast, whatever you want to do, but uh, I think it, I, I don't know, get home safe, charge to keep it, it, I don't know it, three words it kind of works <sighs> I'm over talking anyway hopefully you will check out those social media platforms because that again this time with my podcast I started uh, I started the podcast before I started social media this time I'm, I'm I'm promoting it through social media first as a build-up to the season and uh, Rio will be practicing in the summer that so I talked to coach Carson last week when I saw him and um so there will be plenty of content and things to talk about. Uh, the two football players from Rio, one a previous uh, player who's going to graduate here, Jonathan Guerrero, had a great uh, showing in the All-Star game he played in last Friday, had uh, three touches, I think, ran the ball three times. He had like a 15-yard run, a 12-yard run, and a one-yard run, and then he returned a kickoff to midfield to set up the uh, game-tying or game-winning uh, drive there in the fourth quarter. So Jonathan Guerrero uh, making his uh, – his, his voice be heard uh, with a pretty good performance there in the all-star game. Additionally, Ryan McCullough, the, uh, the current junior, but going to be a senior next season uh, c- continues to get offers from some big, uh, big schools around the country here on the West coast and the East coast, even uh, as he will be one of the, well, he will be the, the top uh, football player this upcoming season. And he's already got a lot of attention uh, from schools coming down and visiting and, and, you know, he's got some offers. This isn't anything, uh, news breaking or anything he's posted. Uh, and, and so has Mark Carson, the head coach on Twitter and such about some of his offers. So we're very proud of Ryan. We're going to be watching him, uh, closely this upcoming year, and he will be uh, featured in a lot of our content and we'll keep you posted here on the podcast, my get home safe podcast and the charge to keep podcast, uh, this summer about, uh, about Ryan's plans, uh, for the upcoming, for, I should say the, uh, the following season when he uh, dives into the world of college football. So we're rooting for him and can't wait to talk uh, real Honda prep football this summer, guys, as, as it's going to be a buildup to uh, to a season. And I told Mark, no matter how this season goes, this is something that I am going to do 
a very, very long time. My contribution to the program, my involvement, my way to, uh, to give back, but also be involved. And, and uh, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a need for it. There's a want for it. A lot of guys around the country uh, are tuning in and, and they love the, the content and I love talking to the players and the coaches. And so we're going to get that going here uh, real, real soon. But, but please go on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, share it with your friends. It's going to be more of what I did last year, basically game recaps, also previewing the upcoming opponents, taking us inside the Rio Hondo Prep football program. And throughout the year, there might be some additional content as well uh, from some of the other sports. Maybe once a month or something, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll dive out. I'll get out there and, uh, and investigate some of these other great uh, sports teams at Rio. Uh, the stop, speaking of great teams at Rio, the girls lost in their um, quarterfinal game or I should say the second round game um, they had against, uh, well, I forgot, Fountain Valley, uh, pretty big uh, big school there, 3,500 students, I believe, to Rio's like 100 students. I uh, was there. For, honestly, one of the, I think the first full softball game I've ever watched because when I was in high school, didn't get to watch many games because they played at the same time. And uh, But the girls battled. They gave up a, a, a few long balls, and uh, they hit a few themselves. Reagan Johnson uh, had a grand slam, I think, in the, it was the seventh inning. Um, um, who else had a home run? Tatiana four pitched well, uh, as always, uh, the, the bats for uh, fountain Valley were just a little too, a little too powerful. And, uh, Rio lost that game. Uh, they rally there in the seventh, uh, to, to try to get it closer, but, uh, just wasn't their day. And so their season ended and then the careers of a lot of young ladies there, uh, who were seniors, their, their athletic careers ended and, uh, just, just couldn't be prouder of them and, and their great accomplishments. I was very impressed with uh, Parker Field, uh, Mr. Joe Parker is the head coach at Rio for the softball program. He's put so much work and effort into the field and the batting cages and the dugouts and the bullpens. And I mean, you can tell that it's just it, tender, loving care with uh, Joe Parker. And has, he's done a phenomenal job, not just coaching, but really building an atmosphere there. And I, and I was asking the people, I was like, Parker Field? Shouldn't this place have been called Parker Park? I mean, maybe a little corny. I don't know, but uh, that's my kind of, that would be my kind of name. It's going to be Parker Park to me. You guys call it Parker Field. Uh, but there's a Malibu, uh, Malibu the um, Pepperdine Waves. They play at Eddie D. Field Field. <laughs> the guy's last name is Field. So it's uh, Eddie D. Field Field, uh, which I, I find funny every time I got to go there. But so Parker Park, come on. Don't you like the sound of that? Maybe Mr. Parker's mad at me, but he could come on here and yell at me. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, in the works or speaking of the Parkers, I'm talking with JT Parker here soon, the baseball coach for Real Hondo Prep and a uh, great uh, alum uh, and a uh, multiple or uh, one multiple CAF champion at Rio in, in football. I, I don't have it all up here memorized all the time, but uh, he did win a, a title in football and a great leader uh, back in his day and, and continues to be a leader for the real Honda prep baseball program. So I'm looking forward to interviewing uh, him upcoming. Okay. Uh, that was the real Hondo prep version of the, uh, of the interview. I, I do want to say, I have a story for you guys, a life lessons. Let me tell you that they, they come and go um, sometimes at the, at the weirdest times. But anyway, uh, if you haven't realized it, or maybe you didn't know, I don't know. Uh, man, the NHL playoffs, I got my NHL shirt on here. NHL playoffs have been fantastic. My LA Kings, oh, they were up three games to two and lost game six and seven. Uh, kind of a bum. Well, it was a bummer. They 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 lost game six again. Game seven, they didn't even score. I was pulling my hair out what little I had. They just, they didn't shoot. I, they were getting outshot like two to one. That's like the third period was starting. I was like, you guys got to get the puck 
and get some shots off. But uh, Dustin Brown, his career ended the great the LA King. Uh, but man, it was, it was a fun ride. And to put it in perspective, first round of the, of the NHL playoffs, they're all seven game series, right? Eight teams in the East, eight teams in the West. And of the eight first round playoff series, there were five, yes, five game sevens, uh, of the eight playoff series, five game sevens. The other two, two of the other ones, I think went six and there was one sweep for nothing. Uh, so even if you don't have a dog in the fight here, the NHL playoffs, there's nothing more intense. There's nothing more, uh, just intense, just in your face and just nervousness. And just like every, every check, every hit, uh, the, the sound of the, of the puck getting slashed around and the, the skates and the stopping, it's just referees they need to be paid millions of dollars for having to break up all these fights all the time. Uh, so the, the NHL playoffs have not, uh, let, let me down, even though, the uh, the LA Kings uh, did get beaten in seven games, and that Connor McDavid for Edmonton, that dude's a stud. He's got to be one of the fastest skaters I've ever seen. Uh, just just so, just oh my goodness, I, I can't even say enough about it. He, he just scored with ease when he wasn't scoring. He was dropping dimes and assists, and just it was so much fun to be able to watch uh, intently all seven uh, games that the Kings played in, and uh, some some great wins. I think two out of their three wins were on the road, so that was cool. Unfortunately. Uh, two of Edmonton's uh, wins were on the road, on the road as well in Staples Center. I, I'm not calling it Crypto Arena yet. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Uh, but the the Edmonton Oilers. Let me. Here's a stat. I came up with this, by the way. You guys can uh, make fun of me all you want. The Edmonton Oilers last week, just in a one week period, had more playoff wins in Staples Center than LeBron James has had in four years. LeBron James, one playoff victory in Staples Center. One. Just one. In four years. Not even a playoff series win in four years. One playoff win in Staples Center. Edmonton had two playoff wins last week. They won game two and they won game... No, they won game three. And then they won game six, unfortunately. So LeBron James, Mr. Playoff, Mr. King, Mr. Everything. I know they won an NBA championship in the AAU tournament uh, summer league where they had a month off and got healthy and didn't have to travel. Didn't have to do anything. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't matter. My point is still valid. Edmonton Oilers, two playoff wins in one week in Staples Center. LeBron James, one playoff win in Staples Center in four years. I guess that happens when, you know, three of those four years. If you Okay, let's take, let's say, oh, they won a championship and whatever in 2020. Yeah, cool. Not even a, three years. Twice you haven't made the playoffs. Once you lose in the first round. Only win two games in a series. Oof, pathetic. Pathetic, I must say. LeBron, who can do who's Mr. Everything. Anyway, I'm going to back off of that. I just I just needed to say that. King, the, the LA Kings, not the fake King. The uh, LA Kings, thank you for a great season. And the future is bright. So many young guys who got some uh, significant playoff experience uh, here in the uh, 2022 playoffs and the NHL playoffs, they continue. Saw, saw a couple of game sevens on uh, Sunday as I was licking my wounds from the the Kings loss, and just such a such a good sport, man. Oh my goodness, I, I love it. I love it. I I, I wish I could watch uh, watch even more of it, but uh, we'll we'll have to wait until next year. But whoever wins this thing is gonna uh, hoist that cup proudly, the greatest trophy in, in all of sports. 
Uh, man, speaking of game sevens, I, again, I didn't watch this, but I saw the score. I was listen, blowing up on Twitter. How do you lose game seven at home, Phoenix Suns, by like 40 points? It was, it was 33 points when it finished. You were down by 40 plus points at home in a game seven? Was it at home? I think it was at home. I'm not sure. What? Whatever. I think it was at home. How do you lose? That's. Who's that on? Is that Monty Williams? Is that Chris Paul? Everyone praises Chris Paul. I think he's one of the biggest whiners in the league, but but I, I happen to think a lot of those guys are big-time whiners. Game 7 by 33. I, don't, that, I remember the Lakers lost, I think it was Game 6 in Boston in 2008, 2008. It's either Game 6 or Game 7. But they just got destroyed. And I mean destroyed. I think it was 08 because then they played him again in 2010 and the Lakers won in seven. But I want to say it was game six or seven. And it was like the Lakers rallied to push the series later. And then Boston just killed them. You know, the whole Kevin Garnett, anything's possible. That nonsense. Uh, those guys had a, a brief window in time. Anyway, what else am I going to talk about here? I'm um, trying to be quick and don't hurry as John Wood used to say. Uh, so yeah, brutal Phoenix Suns. Um, we had some great boxing here in Southern California this weekend. Uh, it was, uh, the big fight was at, uh, Home Depot center, which then became the StubHub center, uh, there in Carson on the campus of, uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills. It's where the uh, LA galaxy play. It's where, uh, the chargers used to play when they first moved here to, uh, Southern California to LA, I should say. And uh, it's where the CIF state football championships have been uh, many times before. Great venue, actually, to uh, for a smaller, smaller crowd. Right. I think 20,000, maybe maybe 30,000. Um, but they, they did this fight in the little arena next to that uh, stadium in kind of the, it's a it's a it's a tennis arena mostly. But they put a boxing ring there and it's outside. And uh, it was a, a title fight uh, between. Uh, Brian Castano and Jamal Charlo, Jamal Charlo for the uh, undisputed super welterweight division, which is 154 pounds. And uh, Jamal Charlo, it was a great fight back and forth. And I think it was the 10th when Charlo had an epic uh, knockout of Castano, Castano to take uh, our, all four belts. And this happened right in our backyard here at Dignity Health Sports Park. Now, I just talked about Parker Park at Real Hondo and uh, I'm not calling it Crypto Arena yet. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not ready. It's still Staples Center to me. But Dignity Health Sports Park, can we think of a more lengthy, meaningful, just verbal eh, name? Dignity Health Sports Park. I, I like kind of like one or two words and then the stadium, you know, Staples Center, uh, Home Depot uh, Center, StubHub, like make it flow. Four word, this Dignity Health Sports Park, it just... It doesn't sound good. I know they probably paid a lot of money to get the naming rights, but it's just too wordy. We're, we're getting too wordy with our, with our stadiums, I think. And I, I don't sign any checks. I know it's not, I, I don't get a vote. I'm just saying, yeah, this, we're live from the Dignity Health Sport. And it was funny, the, the broadcasters, they started talking about how it's actually called the, they've actually renamed it, at least when they do fights there, to the, uh, the Punch Bowl, which I thought was really cool. The Punch is a great little venue. I would love to go and, uh, had I known earlier about tickets and such, such I would have. But uh, congrats to Jamal, Jamal, Jamel, Jamel, excuse me, Jamal, Jamel Charlo, uh, the undisputed super welterweight champion. 
Uh, if you ne- next time he fights, you guys definitely need to check him out because, uh, man, he had a pretty epic, epic uh, knockout. Uh, I mentioned NBA already, um, but the Memphis Grizzlies, I, I, I may be a new fan. I don't know if they were eliminated or not, but I posted a photo of their head coach. Uh, it was actually a photo sent to me from a friend, uh, an umpire in, in the minor leagues, uh, minor league baseball currently. And he said, how long have you been coaching Memphis? And I mean, this guy, I didn't even look up his name, man. I, I, am honored that I look like him. I, I guess, you know, he's got the facial hair, the receding hairline and uh, the, the, the same build and everything. And I had to stare at it a few times. I'm like, man, that does look like me or I look like him, however you want to say it, but it got some good laughs on Facebook. So if you haven't seen the, that, or you don't have social media, check out the Memphis Grizzlies uh, basketball coach in the NBA and tell me what you think. Cause uh, yeah, a lot of people were like, Oh my goodness, that's your twin. That's your uh, doppelganger. And uh, you know, when someone usually tells you, Oh yeah, that guy looks like you. And you, you're like, okay, yeah, right. But this guy really, really did. And it's uh, man, I was <laughs> I was blown away and like thinking, huh, maybe I need a Memphis uh, Grizzlies jacket and I could be him for Halloween. Anyway, uh, big story, big. Uh, I try to share my experiences with you guys. It's funny, the lessons you learn in life and when you, when you, uh, when you learn them. So my work at FedEx uh, pretty much is I go in in the mornings, I offload stuff uh, in the cans. So we put them on the belt into the different trucks and then all the trucks go out and I'm kind of a, an extra guy. So I, uh, I take overflow stuff. It's usually, uh, I don't know how many stops it averages, but on Friday, someone was out and they were like, Hey Matt, we got so-and-so many stops. You're taking that route. I said, okay, cool. So I, I go about my day. I start driving. And the, when I first started working mornings, I had it all. I had a backpack. I had all the supplies in it with the, you know, uh, door tags and, uh, I had my phone charger, sunglasses, masks, and a hat and a beanie. I had sunscreen. I loaded up these, this bag just to be like, okay, I'm going to be out on road all day. Well, I haven't had too many days like that being kind of the extra guy. I usually go out and I'm back in a couple hours. So this particular Friday, and I also have a little lunch pail where I have snacks and I usually bring that. But when I've been going on road, I haven't been on road that long. So I said, okay, well, I'll just leave everything here. And I went on road. So anybody who has uh, coached in care youth league or gone camping or, or whatever, you know, that, uh, you know, what's the boy scout thing, always be prepared or whatever. Right. And, and I've always been that way. Always been overly overprepared than underprepared. It's just, it's a, it's a better way to live, I think. And so I go and I'm doing my deliveries. I'm, I'm pounding them out. I have like eight more to go and I have to get them done by noon. Um, and it's what, what time is it? Like 11, 11, 15, 11 o'clock. And I go to start my truck. And it won't start. Won't even the whole electrical side of it. It's just dead. It's gone. I don't get anything on my key fob. Uh, I just I called up uh, you know one of my managers. Was like, hey, um, so I'm stuck here and uh, the, the truck won't start. So they came and someone grabbed the packages that needed to be delivered, and they went about their business and they said, wait for the tow truck. Well, I went out and it was rather hot on Friday, and uh, I just sat there and I'm thinking to myself, I didn't bring my water bottle. I didn't bring it, my phone charger. Um, I did bring my hat, which was good because it was warm. And I'm thinking of all the, I didn't bring my snacks and I'm thinking, always bring it. It's not like it's heavy. It's a backpack. It goes over your back or in, in the lunch pail goes over your shoulder. Like you walk to the truck, you put it in the truck and you have it with you in case you end up being on, on road a long time. Or in this case, you break down. So I sat there and it was weird. Uh, the tow truck couldn't get there for a while or something. And 
so I just sat there for hours. I found some shade or whatever, and my phone was dying. I called some people, I was listening to stuff, but my phone was dying quick too. So it was such a, a lesson learned moment to be like, it doesn't matter if you go out for an hour or you know five stops or, or, or 50 stops, bring your bag, bring your supplies, uh, just because you never know what could happen. And sure enough, I learned the hard way. Now, it was funny. I was sitting there for almost two hours. I was getting hungry and I'm just going, man, this is, and I looked around the, I was at this apartment complex and I looked around the corner. I was like, I wonder if there's any food or like a 7-Eleven or something. I swear it was no more than 20 feet from me. There was a tree blocking it. I walked and looked around the corner and there was this uh, Mexican food place that was kind of like a walk up and order and, and you could sit down and eat too. But I was like, oh my, this is absolutely perfect. Like uh, the good Lord picked a, a good spot for me to, uh, to break down. So there I was grabbed a burrito and I'm thinking I, I chuckled. Cause I was like, you know what? I could have broken down in a lot of, a lot of other places where there wasn't, wouldn't be food available or, or water. And, and got some water there and it tasted real good. And I wasn't stranded in the desert or anything, but you guys know what it's like when you break down. And, um, the tow truck guy took a little, took a little long to get there. And it was, it was a good lesson learned for many reasons. Always be prepared. Might as well, if you got stuff, if you have, if you don't have stuff, that's, that's a different story, but I had the gear, I had what I needed and, and was prepared for this situation, but I just failed to execute and just uh, bring the bag over my shoulder like I should have. And I had paid for it. And, uh, and it was funny. I could have recognized the Mexican food place like 10 minutes in, that would have been nice. But uh, I, I discovered it like two hours in. And I felt that was a little, again, job, jab from the man upstairs, just being like, Hey, uh, this could have, you know, had you maybe, uh, laughed about this a little earlier. Maybe your attitude was, a uh, could have been better. Um, then maybe you would have found this, uh, this o- oasis right next to you, uh, sooner. Right. But, uh, I didn't. And, and so on. Anyway, it was a good life lesson. So if, if you guys have anything like that, where you're leaving the house thinking, oh, I'm not going to be gone that long, always grab it. Cause you may only need it one time. I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's a bottled water. Maybe it's uh, your license. Some people leave the house without their license. I don't understand that. Um, I'm not saying pack up everything and, and have, you know, doomsday situation, but uh, it's, it's funny. The things you th- don't think you need, you always end up needing them. And then if you bring it, you definitely won't need it. So I don't know if I made sense there, but it was a quite an experience uh, being broken down and being like, I planned for this and then decided to not go through with the plan. So anyway, good lesson learned. Always bring your, always bring your gear. Always. Uh, I, I learned that in football when I was officiating, I used to go and watch games, uh, right. Of the, of the guys working and, and, uh, after a few games that some guys would say, did you bring your gear? I said, no. And they said, always bring your gear in case someone goes down. And sure enough, um, I probably went to, I don't know, 50 games, uh, as a, as a spectator watching, over the course of a couple of years and uh, two or three times, sure enough, someone pulled a hamstring or got run over and they needed a guy. And there I was, I ran to my car, threw my stuff on and got, got uh, some work. So that's kind of the opposite of how my work story worked out this last week. But anyway, I thought I'd share that with you guys because uh, it was just funny. And then of course, pick up the, uh, the, uh, or the tow truck guy picks me up and this, this dude, I'm not going to say he was weird, but he was just full of energy and just uh, a little odd, a little odd duck, but, a uh, good guy towing me and getting me out of there. And, I, and then I go into the cab of the truck and there, sure enough, there's two giant monster energy drinks that he's been drinking all day. I'm going, I'm going, okay, I get it. Full energy. Cool. Good stuff. I, I would, you'd need energy doing that, driving that big truck around, transporting uh, broken down trucks all day. 
Uh, but I thought that was cool. Thank you to him for uh, coming and getting me. But again, guys, when you leave, take what you think you might need. That's the, per- that's the moral of the story. Take what you think you might need. You, you may need it. You probably won't need it. But if you need it, you'll wish you had had it. Okay, enough of that. Uh, let me see. Nah, we don't need to talk about that. We don't know about that. Uh, sorry, I write these things down um, all week. <laughs> and sometimes they don't make sense. Uh, and sometimes uh, and sometimes they do. Let me see. Connor McDavid, yeah, too. That guy. Something else. Um, I think it's important to root for multiple teams uh, in different sports, uh, I guess, because for instance, you know me, I'm a big Rams guy, big Gally Kings guy, uh, the LeBron less Lakers. Uh, I was a fan of and uh, Dodgers that kind of faded, but I still take interest and I have, you have your different uh, team. I think it's, it's healthy and it's good. If you put all your investment, all your chips into one team, then when that team loses, you got nothing else to like go to. So I don't know how people do this. Like I, I, the Rams love, have lost uh, 36 years or 34 years of my life and uh, two Super Bowls in there, but to, to have to carry that, you need something to fall back on. Right. I'm not saying it's like a rebound thing. Like when you get broken up with or something, it's like, Oh, all right, let me, uh, you know, just get a rebound rebound date or something. No, I'm not saying that I'm saying that analogy doesn't work, but what I'm saying is it's nice to be able to go from sport to sport. Okay. Now I'm putting my time and effort into this. Oh, they lost. Now it really is rough when your team loses and, and then there's nothing for like months. Like this happens in the summer you have baseball, but like once the summer hits, it's like, we're just waiting around for football season to start again. And then right after that uh, hockey goes and basketball and baseball finishes up. And, but yeah, the dog days of summer, just 160 something games, which, uh, you'll, we'll be in the middle of here soon. And I think it's important to have, uh, a couple different loves in your life so that maybe one, you love the most. I love the Rams, probably the, the absolute biggest and the most, but when their season ends, I can talk about it and stuff, especially bragging about a Super Bowl win and everything, but you need something else to kind of keep you going something else to, to, for a vested interest. It's like, uh, even those, uh, those fans down in the South, the crazy, the diehards, right? The SEC football fans, they they love their football, but but they'll they'll dabble in some some college baseball as well. That's how they get all these these great crowds and things. So it's important to have uh, hobbies and and multiple interests. If you put all your eggs into one basket, that basket might uh, might break a time or two. Um, the Joe West podcast. Those these are words I never thought I'd say. Look at if you're a baseball fan, uh, you, you have to you have to listen to this podcast. If you love umpires, you got to listen to this podcast. If you hate umpires. You've got to listen to this podcast. It's phenomenal. It's Cowboy Joe. It's Michael uh, Claiborne, uh, a member of the St. Louis Cardinals broadcast team. Uh, I believe a former player. Just talking with Joe West about his career, uh, memories, moments, stories. Guys, Joe West is a boatload of knowledge. It's called 5460 because that's how many games he worked in the major leagues, 5,460 uh, you got to listen to this podcast. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. You'll get an appreciation for Joe West. I think he, he could be probably hated over the years. Oh, he's just an old, you know, you know, whatever people, people don't like umpires and I get it. And I'm going to defend umpires usually, but this podcast, I listened to the first three episodes. Oh my goodness. So good. You gotta, you gotta listen to it. Baseball history, uh, stories behind the scenes. Um, 
conversations with players, a, a bunch of Joe West jokes, things he said on the field in, in uh, significant moments. It's unique. I'll say this. You've probably heard uh, baseball podcasts before. May, maybe you hear me talk about officiating on this podcast, but Joe West, one of the greatest to ever do it. Someone who's worked, you know, more games than anybody. Been, think of all the games he's seen, all the just interesting moments he's been a part of and, and how many times you sat on the yelling at your television screen at Joe West or whatever. Uh, you got to listen to it. it. It's, it's great. Again, if you're a baseball fan, it, it, it's a can't miss. And again, if you hate umpires, or you love umpires. Uh, you're in one of those two camps. Usually uh, you, you'll definitely uh, enjoy it as well. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Tell me if I was dead wrong or not, but I, I hope if you're, if you're still listening to me, you probably respect some of the not my opinions but some of my choices we'll say in uh, in media uh, you know podcasts and such so uh be sure to check that out i can't i can't suggest it enough uh tom brady tom brady's gonna make more years as a broadcast more years he's gonna make more money slow down more money as a broadcaster in half as many years as his playing career playing career he roughly made 300 million dollars in 20 years you know 22 whatever it is uh, he's gonna make 10 he's gonna make 375 million dollars over the course of 10 years being a fox sports broadcaster tom's been a lot more active on social media the past few years he, he's had all kinds of documentaries and things he loves to watch film i, I think he's gonna be perfect as a broadcaster um he knows kind of what to say when to say it I, I have a feeling he's not gonna quite be the overly dramatic uh, type of guy like tony romo is uh, a lot of people love him. He's just not my style, not not uh, what I like listening to. But I'm curious how this goes with Tom Brady, who's been overlooked, underappreciated uh, up until he started winning Super Bowls. And, and even then, there's an argument to be made that, uh, hey, uh, he, he just always has this drive about him. So the, the guys don't always transition great from the field to the broadcast booth. But I'm curious about this one more than anyone else I've ever seen. Uh, cause, uh, you know, everyone's going to be picking them apart. I think it's a big, like, I don't know, excuse the term, screw you to, uh, all the fans out there who hate Tom Brady to be like, Hey, guess what? Uh, I, I'm going, I'm retiring, but now I get to call your team's games and ruin your team's games. If you happen to play on, uh, on Fox and be, uh, you know, the big primetime game of the week. So, uh, rather funny news there that I, that I definitely wanted to, uh, touch base on or to, uh, to bring up, uh, the NFL schedule was released last, last Thursday. That was awesome. I sat here, the LA Rams, the world champion LA Rams, start the season for everybody, kick it off uh, where it ended last year in SoFi Stadium, uh, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Von Miller returns to LA, Josh Allen, uh, big, big anticipated matchup. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for September 8th. Let's go. And the Rams may lose by 30, but I don't care. They're Super Bowl champs. No one's taking that away. And uh, where did your team land? I think the Rams are going to be in prime time quite a bit. Uh, two Thursday night games, two Sunday night games, Monday night games, uh, a Christmas day game. Uh, pretty awesome there. So uh, you'll be seeing plenty of the Rams this season, guys. And I know many of you will be rooting against them because you can't stand me uh, cheering them on and talking so much about them. And uh, I'll, don't worry, I got plenty more uh, for you this upcoming season. You'll be tired of hearing me uh, vent about the Rams uh, by, by October, I'm sure. But I can't wait for that. The, the schedule's fun to look at and dissect and maybe think about, okay, which game would I go to or want to go to? Uh, and there's plenty on there. But until uh, I get some uh, donated tickets, I'm probably not going to a Rams game for quite some time. But they got some great ones on there. They, they host the Raiders. The Raiders. 
they get a, a road game against the Chargers in the in SoFi Stadium, so that's cool. Uh, they go to Tampa Bay. They go to Kansas City. They go to Green Bay. So uh, a lot of juggernauts on there. It's uh, the toughest schedule in the league uh, is what the experts say, and I usually don't trust experts, but in this case, uh, I, I, I believe them there after looking at it myself. Uh, okay, the junior college uh, baseball regionals here in Southern California are set. Palomar from San Diego uh, going to Saddleback down there in uh, San Juan Capistrano and then Riverside plays at Glendale. So kind of two different locations that you could get to if you're looking for a game. I'm telling you, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just a three-game series. Whoever wins two gets to – it used to be Fresno to advance to Fresno and play in the four-team uh, state championship, two teams from the North, two teams from the South. Uh, very, very cool stuff. I watched a little bit of the Palomar uh, uh, game three on Sunday uh, online here as they defeated Santa Ana to advance. Um, it, some would say, oh, it's just like high school ball. Yeah, it's 13th grade baseball, but it's pretty intense. It's uh, some good players that uh, probably could have been playing D1, but uh, maybe weren't uh, as responsible as they should have been or whatever. There's a whole uh, laundry list of reasons why guys end up playing JC ball and, and the good teams such as the final four here in Southern California uh, are, are playing good ball for a reason. So uh, some great programs there uh, Riverside at Glendale, again, Casey Stengel field there uh, in Glen and Glendale across the street from Glendale JC and then Palomar at Saddleback there in San Juan Capistrano in South orange County. So if you're looking for some playoff baseball, I highly recommend getting out to one of those two sites Maybe going to one of each Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sundays, if necessary, of course, if, if one team wins the first two, it's over and, uh, and they will advance. But it's the final four teams of the Southern California uh, Junior College uh, baseball postseason. These are known as the uh, sectionals uh, this, this weekend. So whoever the two teams win, they will advance to face two teams up in Northern California, from Northern California, to determine a California state champion. I got to work that in 2015 no it doesn't seem 15 i lose track of all these years man but it was a good time going up there working uh working a little four team double elimination tournament six of us umpires selected and got to work the first game of uh the series and then game seven uh both of those on the plate so one of my fondest memories actually from my umpiring days some people would be like man really junior college baseball but but yeah i i I, uh, it was a good experience and something I look back on that uh, was quite memorable guys. When you get in a Uber or Lyft, whatever rideshare platform you take, don't ask the driver in this case, me, uh, Hey, Hey bro, I just met you and, uh, you're giving me a ride, but can I connect to Bluetooth in your car? No, no, you can't connect to Bluetooth in my car. What, what, what is wrong with people? We've forgotten that you're getting in somebody else's vehicle. This isn't some taxi. And I don't, this isn't a limousine that you would get in. And maybe you have controls to the rate. That was another thing. When guys started playing with my radio, uh, most people don't do that. But I've seen that. Some people will request things. It used to be the auxiliary cord that people, hey, hey bro, you got an aux cord? Uh, and young, young college, I'm a, can I say chicks? Is that allowed? Young college, uh, young ladies, uh, were the worst, uh, the, the, the worst culprits in that. Do you have an ox cord? No, I don't. What's that right there? It's not an ox cord or, or it's a cord that only goes into my phone. Uh, so don't have Bluetooth. That's very private. I don't want your information into my, my car. It's like, 
because we're riding other people's cars now and we post every everything we do, all the food we eat and all the places we're at, we've lost control. We've lost the ability to like figure out what is what is right, what's like just what's proper. Like I would I, I have a tough time. I would I seriously have a tough time asking someone what time it is. So I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. You don't have a phone. You don't have a watch. What's wrong with you? Like, sorry to bother you. What's it, you know, but to ask someone to, can I connect to Bluetooth in your car? No, you can't. And you just earn yourself three out of five stars with that stupid statement. And he was a good guy. He didn't mean it really, but, but I'm just like, sorry, I got to dock you points for that. There's there, the, the lawlessness that someone's got to step up here. There's got to be some type of discipline for, for these types of things. Anyway. That was my odd Uber moment uh, of, of the week. Um, back when COVID crossed into our continent and uh, you know everything got shut down and, and we panicked and the hysteria and everything, uh, I was driving Uber and Lyft full-time as well as umpiring college baseball. Um, I eventually you know, got a job and I still do Uber and Lyft on the side. But when I was thinking of starting back up, I was just going to do uh, Uber Eats. I was just going to do deliveries and things of that nature. But I didn't like going, picking up food and I, I don't know. I didn't like that. I'd rather drive passengers. Well, now I'm kind of flipping it. I'm kind of flipping my, my interest here. And I'm considering, uh, cause I've talked to some people at work and apparently there's a, a, a big market we'll say for people that are still, uh, requesting food at home and other delivery items as well. So I'm thinking here in the next couple of weeks of trying something out and trying to do, uh, I'm already delivering packages for my regular job. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the better way to go. I wouldn't drive as many miles. I think, uh, hopefully people are maybe a little more generous when, you know, you, you provide them, uh, bring them their food or something as far as tips go, but I'm going to try it out for like a week, just doing, uh, deliveries instead of, uh, trans- transporting people. And, and I'm going to see how it goes. I have a feeling this could be, this could be good. I don't love grabbing and bringing people food you know, just on the delivery boy, but Hey, I'm also driving people around and uh, that can get old real fast and end up in Santa Monica or LAX or, uh, you know, down in uh, San Diego, you end up all kinds, all kinds of places uh, all over the place. And then it's like, all right, I got, you know, it's going to take me two hours to get home. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated. How about that? Maybe next week or the week after how my Uber eats uh, journey is going instead of uh, passengers, because the best part of my FedEx job is generally, I don't have to deal with people. I, I I'm bringing them. I, it's just packages, right? Packages don't talk back or, or pick you apart. And uh, most people are happy to see you when, when you, uh, when you uh, show up with something for them. So uh, that, uh, that, that stay tuned for next week. We'll see what happens. Okay. Bottom of the ninth time, the ninth inning segment here on the Get Home Safe podcast, which is our baseball segment. I got my, this is, by the way, these two uh, pictures behind me, these, I've mentioned them before. Uh, these were given to me by my mom uh, many, many years ago, and um, they've now been up in three different places that I have lived, maybe four. Yeah, man, I've lived in a few places now, but it's uh, two of my most cherished possessions. It's an old school baseball glove and an old school uh, beaten up baseball in black and white. And, uh, they, I, I just love seeing them and, and yeah, it, it, it's very fitting for me. So I wanted you guys to see them here on the podcast as we may, this might be, uh, one of our permanent setups here as, as far as the podcast goes, but I'm going to juggle things around. I might even have a guest next week, sit here with me. So stay tuned on the podcast. Anyway, bottom of the ninth inning here on the podcast. So it's baseball talk are two very quick 
uh, baseball segments, you know, we've been doing the past month or so. One is a baseball rule that we can hopefully get a little smarter on. And the other one is a baseball slang term that you hear thrown out. Maybe you don't know what it means. Maybe you do know what it means. And uh, maybe some people are, are uh, confused as to what different things mean. So that's why we're educating here on the Get Home Safe podcast, talking rules knowledge and also uh, baseball lingo because it is a language of its own. So I'm going to flip it around today. I'm going to go baseball slang first. And it's a simple one. Uh, maybe you've heard this before and you're not sure what it means. Uh, I'm going to talk about the term, the battery or, uh, you know, the, is it the battery? Well, anyway, the battery battery mates, if you haven't heard that, or maybe uh, you're not sure what it is. It's very simple. It's the pitcher and the catcher. And I remember in high school when I was getting DH for as I was a catcher and, uh, couldn't hit, couldn't hit worth a lick, uh, handful of hits in my entire career and, uh, hit a little bit more in, in my senior year, but. Uh, as a junior, I was a catcher and, and uh, I got DH4, which I always hated, but uh, I always got my name in the paper because they always wanted to know, hey, who's uh, the newspaper guys wanted to know, hey, who's the battery, you know, uh, pitcher and catcher. And so uh, you'll hear that in, in the big leagues a lot when they're when they're going over the lineups and uh, and the battery mates today are the pitcher and the catcher. I'm not totally sure why they why they call it that, but I could speculate. I didn't look it up. I'm just going to give you my uh, speculation is that it's kind of like, what does a battery do? It kind of, uh, you stick it in something and it kind of helps what operates the toy or the, the machine or whatever. Right. So the pitcher and catcher, the game kind of goes through them. They, they kind of, their actions, their electricity, whatever you, however you want to call it, uh, you, a pitcher throwing to a catcher is how the game is played. It's the foundation of the game. And so they are the battery, I guess, of the game. And that's why uh, they are known as the battery. So when you hear that term in baseball, maybe you haven't heard that before. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe everybody knows that. And I just wanted a simple one today. Uh, I heard it on a, a broadcast the other day and I said, I'm going to use that one, the battery, the pitcher and the catcher. I think it's a starting pitcher and catcher, but uh, anyway, we won't go too much in, more into that. I uh, got a great question from Mr. Will Tarico. Uh, today, uh, not today, excuse me. Um, it was, it was probably a game he saw in carry league or something. And, uh, it was a long worded, uh, description of this play, but I had a very simple answer for him and I'll try to paint a better picture for you guys so that, uh, you kind of can understand this. And so the baseball rule I'm going to discuss today, it's, it's pretty simple again, but may not be something that people new or even thought was possible or likely to happen in a baseball game. But if it's in the rule book, it's probably because it happened for a reason, right? In Manny Bajarquez, I did get your uh, video. You sent me for a, a play regarding a baseball rule that we are going to talk about at some point here in the summer during the baseball season. But I wanted to go with Will Tarico's uh, play first. And we're talking today about a reinstated force. Now, you guys know what a force uh, out is or a force play is. It's when a runner is forced to go advance to the next base, right? It's not an appeal play where if you catch the ball and he's trying to get back to the base he left early on, that is not a force out. You're not forced to run there. You're, 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 you have to retouch that after a catch, and they're appealing that you didn't retouch it or tag up. It's not a force. But a force play, you really have nowhere to go, right? If you're on first, the ball's hit, you have to advance to second. If you're on second and the ball's hit uh, and, and, and there's no one at first, you're not forced to advance. So a force out is an out that 
you don't have to physically tag the base runner. You can uh, have uh, secure the baseball and just have any part of your body touching the base and the, the, uh, that force runner would be out. But where, what will ask me was a play where uh, for instance, a runner is forced to a base. He advances, he touches that base. And then for some reason retreats back to where he came from. And then there's a play made on him. Is it still considered a force out? And the answer is yes. I didn't pull up a term or anything. This is just uh, the, the, the um, excuse me, the, rule reference or anything. This is just something that I know. Um, but here's the play that will describe and I'll try to, um, maybe if, if this doesn't make sense, I'll maybe come up with something else, but, uh, can you explain this base is loaded two outs? The ball is put in play on the ground. The runner from first advances to second and touches the base. Then for some reason decided to return to first runners from second and third, both score. Can a play be made back at second? and be considered a force out, even though the runner already advanced to second and then returned to first, or do they have to make a tag on the runner from first? Now, a couple things here where you would see this is actually, I've seen it happen in a, a college game. Uh, not my, not me in the big leagues, but witnessed it. Uh, let's simplify this and go um, say it's a runner on first only um, hit and run. So guy stealing the base, and the ball's hit up in the air, maybe popped up to short center field. He slides into second, not knowing where the ball is. He sees, oh man, the ball's in the air. I got to get back to first. He starts running back to first. Center fielder loses it in the sun, drops it, and now throws to second base because the runner from first has is forced now to second base. Uh, even though he touched the base already, started to go back to first. Uh, this is just a likely scenario for you guys. Um, it is still a force out and it's known as a reinstated force. Just cause you, uh, touched legally touched the base that you were forced to, if you then vacate that and, and, and try to return, uh, it's not like if you overrun the base. So if you're running to second and you round second, maybe thinking to go to third and then come back to second. No, that's not a reinstated stated force. It would have to be as you touch the base and start to return to your previously occupied base, then the force would be reinstated. Um, in Will's scenario, he said it was two outs. Now, if you're forced to second base and say the batter ends up out, um, you've touched second base, the batter ends up out, whether he was thinking his scenario was two outs, but uh, say there's less than two outs and the batter's out, even though and you've touched second base already. Now, if you, as soon as, as soon as the runner behind is this, this is simplified. As soon as the runner behind you is out, it's no longer, you're no longer forced to the next base. So um, what would this be? So a, a ground ball to first with a runner on first. Uh, the runner from first starts to go to second. The uh, first baseman steps on first base and then throws the second. And then the runner from first says, no, I'm not going to make it and comes back to first. That's not a re that's not a, a force play any longer because it's the moment the runner behind you is out, you're no longer forced. So the force is removed. You would have to tag that guy. He's also not forced to go. So there's a couple different scenarios there. Uh, but as far as the reinstated force, um, you'd see this maybe on a double steal first and second, everyone's moving. Um, the ball's hit sharply to left field. Um, 
most of the time on a hit and run, you're going to, you're going to run and like look in, but if the ball's hit to the outfield, you might run slide into the base thinking there was a mix up in the signs. Sometimes uh, you don't know it's a hit and run. You think it's a straight steal. So you just go into the base and the ball's hit. You slide into second. Oh no. What? You know, and then you got to get back. Um, so that is where, that is an example of, of when pretty likely a scenario when a reinstated force would come into play. When you are forced to a base, you touch it, you say, oh no, I got to go back for some reason. And then, uh, then you realize, oh, I made a mistake. I got it. I am, I am actually forced. Um, yeah. Then you got it. It's still considered a force out reinstated force out. You might sound really smart to someone. Um, don't use it the wrong way though. Don't say, uh, you know, if it's not a force play, well, he touched it and he, he went back. Uh, no, you got to know the exact scenario. If he's forced there and he retreats, meaning tries to go back to his previously occupied base, uh, then the, the force out is reinstated. Okay. I hope that makes sense. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple, but try not to overthink it. It's just, if you're forced, you're still forced until you're no longer forced. How's that sound? Does that make sense? Maybe not. Anyway, if you're, if you're between the base you were previously at and the one you're forced to go, uh, it's still a force until you get there. Okay. And if you retreat, it's still a force, a reinstated force out. Okay. Those are the two simple terms you're going to learn today on the get home safe podcast. Where else can you, can you learn, uh, these things that, that probably no one even cares about that I end my show with, uh, at least currently how I do it here on the get home safe podcast, learning a little baseball knowledge rules and uh, language. So guys, thanks for joining me today on the Friday episode of the podcast. I have for you guys, someone from care youth league. A, uh, is actually one of the directors of the Upland uh, site for care youth league. I'm going to be joined by Kyle Corral. One of my, well, I was a teammate of his. I played up in the playoffs, got a few, got a few plays as a sophomore in the football season, but Kyle had a great athletic career. He was part of a very special era in Rio Hondo prep baseball where they went to the finals, the semifinals and the quarterfinals in consecutive years and lost to the eventual champion each of those years. So Kyle was on all three of those teams and he'll tell you all about that. He also has a big announcement that uh, he and his family want to, uh, to put out there for the masses to, uh, to, to get involved in. So I wanted him to do that. We, we talked already and uh, a very fun conversation. You don't want to miss on Friday. As a reminder, guys, check out the charge to keep podcast information on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions, text me, if you need the links or whatever, I can provide that, but we still will have our links here for the get home safe podcast as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as our email address. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, there's also, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, people have asked, well, first of all, there's at the bottom of the episode notes, there's always a, uh, a voice message link. If you want to have your voice heard on the podcast, much like a radio show, a, a caller calling in, it's a one minute limit, send in a voice message. I'd love to hear from you guys and play it for everybody to hear and, and uh, just kind of get some conversation going here. Uh, rather than just me rambling away, that's fun. There's also a link down there, I believe. If, if people have asked me different ways to contribute to the podcast, you know, donations and things. Uh, I'm not asking for anything. I do, I do this for free. I do this because I love it. But if anyone wants to uh, learn any, uh, learn any, if anybody wants uh, to find out, uh, hey, is there a way we can contribute or something? I put it at the episode links uh, all all the time for every episode. I put them down there. It's uh, pretty simple stuff. Click and and you can find all the information you want, ways to support this podcast. So I, I know a lot of you out there already support this podcast with 
uh, social media and your likes and your and your follows and your, your forwarding of the podcast. Uh, the, the comments on, on YouTube are great. I love it all and uh, just appreciate all you guys so much. I mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. Spotify now, you can watch the podcast much like you can do on YouTube. So uh, the, uh, the Spotify version is uh, both audio and video now. And at the bottom of the link there in Spotify, I think that I asked the same question uh, every episode. It basically is, uh, what was your favorite topic of today's episode? So um, I'd love some more interaction with you guys. Keep sending questions my way. And I hope to uh, see more of your comments and especially there on Spotify, if that's your platform that you like listening to. Um, it's just great hearing from you guys, hearing what you like, what you don't like. That way I kind of know where to go forward from here. So uh, I better uh, get on the road and, and get to that, that those Uber Eats and things right now. But guys, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. My new look here, I don't know if it's going to last, but I thought I'd give it a try today. So guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. I will see you on Friday with Kyle Corral. You'll hear from him, of course, not just me. And uh, fun conversation there. Uh, what else? Any other big sports this weekend? It's, it's weird. Uh, CIF uh, baseball championships are this weekend. Uh, no real Hondo, of course, but I'm going to try to get down Friday, Saturday. I believe they're at Cal State Fullerton. So if you're looking to watch some baseball games, I think there's three championship games Friday, four on Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure what my schedule is going uh, to be, but uh, I'm going to try to get down there too for some championship baseball as well as the maybe the junior college playoffs too. So a lot of options here in Southern California, guys. Have a great week. I will see you on Friday. If I don't see you Friday, Hey, I'm here on Tuesdays, just rambling away. So guys, until then, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounded third base, get home safe.